Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and you tune in today because you're sick of trying every fad diet under the sun and training yourself into the ground without seeing any results. That's why I'm here to share the most effective ways to eat and train for sustainable and real results. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. It's a pleasure to have your attention today. I'd love to uh, just quickly thank you for tuning in to today's episode. It's going to be a good one today. And this is something that was just on my mind. It's almost like a little bit of a rant, I guess you could say. Um, But today's episode is going to be based around gym etiquette and how to function like a normal human in the gym. And just some of the things that I see as a trainer, um, as as someone that trains in the gym and who has trained in the gym for a long time, and different behavior patterns, which may not necessarily be I'm not going to use the word normal, but different behavior patterns that may not be, I guess, acceptable or just what you should, the way you should be acting in a gym to make sure that you are making the most of your time, you're not taking up anyone else's time in the gym, but you're also just not acting like a dick, (laughs) just to be perfectly honest. So these are just some of the things, as I mentioned, that I've picked up over the years of working and training in the gym, and I'm going to list these today, and I know that a lot of you will be able to relate to these, and if you can, please do. Take a screenshot of today's episode, post it on your either your Instagram story, your Snapchat, or even post a link to Facebook, or even just tell your friends about this episode. It's going to be a bit more of a, a fun episode today, and also make sure you hang around until the end of the episode, because I will be answering three of your social media questions. So in last week's show, I answered three questions. Um, they were really good questions, actually. So today, I'm going to take the time to answer three more. Um, as I put an email out to my email list a few weeks ago, asking you guys to write in for social media questions of the week because I felt like that one question at the end, there's so much more that I could be, so much more time that I could be using to answer your questions. So if you ever do have a question, feel free to email me, danny at dannykennedyfitness.com. And of course, if you're not on my free email list, which I send out an email from Monday to Friday um, to my email list with my best, with my very best content, you can visit the show notes below and sign up to that email list for free. But for now, let's get stuck into the episode. Okay, let's get stuck straight into it. And we're going to start off with number one, bring a towel. So this is just, I guess, common sense. But especially if you're someone that does sweat a lot, or even if you don't sweat a lot, guys, just bring a towel to the gym, put it down on the equipment that you're using so that the person that comes and uses it after you then doesn't have to you know, feel gross about having someone else's sweat on the seat. And it might seem like something so simple, but it would surprise you with how many people don't do it. And to be honest, guys, if you don't have a towel, because I'll admit... Uh, I often do not bring a towel. It's not because I do it on purpose, I just forget. But if you don't have a towel and you do sweat on a piece of equipment, then just wipe it down. There's usually uh, there's usually wipes in gyms or you could uh, hire towels or just paper towel if you go back from the bathroom, but just wipe it down so that the person after you doesn't have to put up with your sweat, which is which is gross. When you think about it, it's very gross. And I guess leading on from that, and this can often be a touchy subject, especially for a gym instructor if they've had complaints from other members and blah, 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 blah. But we're just going to get it out of the way on today's show, and that is wear deodorant. Be aware of what you smell like when you come to the gym because you are working working next to other people, and you, you most of the time you're very close to other people. So if you absolutely stink, <laughs> then it's not ideal for the people around you. So 
again, seems like common sense, but every time I go into the gym, even if I don't think that I smell bad, I'll always just put on a little bit of deodorant. And if you're a gym owner, if you're a business owner and you have clients that come in and train in your facility, then it may even be a good idea just to have accessible deodorant cans in the bathrooms for male and female. I think that's a really good um, a really good add-on as a member. Some of the gyms that I've been to that do have those facilities, if you forget to bring your deodorant or whatever, um, I know on some days I might get to the to the gym and I feel like I do smell or I've been working all day and I'm a little bit self-conscious about the fact that I might have uh, a bit of B or whatever it may be and I forgot my deodorant and I'm, I'm like asking everyone else around me to see if they have any deodorant so if you own a gym then just have some deodorant in the change rooms because um, that can be uh, very annoying when you're training around other people um, who who may be a little bit smelly <laughs> there, there you go I said it alright next one is if you are waiting for a piece of equipment now this absolutely grinds my gears as a trainer in the gym but if you are waiting for a piece of equipment that someone else is using then do not go and stand next to the equipment and just wait for them to finish okay so the polite thing would be to do the polite thing to do sorry would be to go up to them ask them how many sets they've got left maybe just say to them once you're done could you just come and grab me so i can use it next that's all you need to do but there's nothing more annoying especially as a trainer but also as someone who's training at the time is using a piece of equipment knowing you've got a few sets to go or even if you've got one set to go and having someone stand right over your shoulder waiting for the piece of equipment because of course there's nothing else in the gym that you could be doing at that time so if you need a piece of equipment and someone's using it like I said, go and tell them that you'd love to use it next if they could come and let you know. Most people would be more than happy to let you know when they're done um, and go off and do something else. There's plenty of other things you could do. You could go and do some mobility, some stretching, some core work or another exercise and come back. The piece of equipment is still going to be there when that person's done. And um, if, you, if you're unaware of other exercises that you could do um, that may replace that exercise or something that you could do in the meantime, then ask a trainer, ask a gym instructor for something to do or just, just make the most of your time in there. But it is really frustrating uh, as a trainer and as someone that trains in the gym when, when you are using a piece of equipment and you do have someone just standing there waiting for you. And especially it's intimidating for someone that may not train that often or um, even someone that does train train often. If they're doing an exercise and they know someone's standing there watching them, waiting until they finish, they're going to rush. Uh, you know, you increase that chance of, of injury. You um, it's just It's just not a good thing. So... If you're waiting for a piece of equipment, go and do something else and come back. Do not stand there and wait until someone else is done. And I guess something that we can pair onto this, and as frustrating as it can be when you are training and this happens, it's it's just not logical a lot of time. And that is if you are doing a superset in the gym, especially if it's on, you've got two exercises, one on one side of the gym and one on the other, and you go to use that second piece of equipment and someone's on it, then don't get extremely frustrated and show your emotions and show your anger when someone has taken the machine that you were using because unless you have put all your belongings on that machine or, or you know, you've told someone that you're using that machine, then people may not know that you are using it. And at the time, I know how frustrating it can be trying to do a superset. You go from one exercise to the other. You go to come back and someone's using it. Yes, it's frustrating. Of course it is. But just take a bit a deep breath. As I said, there should be another exercise that you can you can add in instead until that until that machine is free again. Or you could politely say to that person that you know I'm trying to do a superset at the moment. Once you're done that set, do you mind if I work in with you? Okay, but don't try and say that no one else can use the equipment just because you're trying to do a superset and that's going to suit your training best. Be respectful and aware of other people in the gym. 
Next thing on my list of gym etiquette is if you have an opinion about someone's exercise form or about someone's gym program um, or about someone in general, then either don't say anything at all or I should reword that actually, either go up and give constructive criticism in a way that people don't feel intimidated or they don't feel like they've just been told off, I guess, or don't say anything at all, okay? Because you have to weigh up whether or not it's worth you going up and saying something to someone um, that could potentially make them feel upset or could potentially make them feel intimidated or may not even do that exercise ever again or, you know, even worse. And, you know, this seems over the top, but it does happen. People may not come back to the gym because of this, okay? So uh, even I see it a lot as a trainer. Like just this morning, I was training someone. We were doing, I kind of had like, this was the the bloody gym combo of bad etiquette in the gym i was doing a leg press with a client i was standing right next to the client giving them cues while they were doing their set we had one person standing behind the leg press waiting to use the leg press who had been standing there mind you for about five minutes didn't come and ask how many sets we had left anyway moving on we we were standing there the person was doing the leg press we finished up Um, that person said can you leave the weights on we go to walk away I start to walk off and this person decides to come over and tell my client that the form they were doing on the leg press was wrong. Um, you know, tell them this is what they should be doing next time. They're going to injure themselves. That is extremely frustrating. One, because, you know, obviously this person is working with a trainer. They're working with me. Um, if their form was bad, I would have said something clearly. Um, but secondly, it's not your place to go and tell someone that what they're doing is wrong. If you see someone, for example, doing a deadlift or an exercise that's clearly putting themselves in danger, you know, a risk of a high risk of injury, and you can give them some form of feedback or criticism that's going to help them and be able to tell them in a way that they're not going to feel intimidated or upset, then 100% go and help them out. Um, you know, I'm all for helping out people in the gym, and you've got to ask them. You know. I would when often if I don't have a if someone is not my client and I see them in the gym they're doing an exercise and I think that they can improve their form or they're doing it in a way that I think is kind of risking injury I'll often go up and say to them hey I've uh, been watching you do this exercise I was just wondering whether you'd be happy for me to give you some feedback or advice on how to improve your form to make sure one that you're not going to injure yourself but two to make sure you get most the most out of the exercise and nine times out of ten that person's going to say yeah 100 percent like that'd be that'd be fantastic whereas if i just walked up to that person and said hey you're doing this exercise wrong you should be doing it this way and then just walked off they're going to feel shit and i don't blame them for it and it's just rude and it's disrespectful. So if you see someone in the gym that you have an opinion about whether or not they should change their exercise, firstly, go and ask them whether they're happy for you to give them the feedback and whether they would like help. If they say no, then say that's cool. You know, Have a great day, walk off, um, keep it to yourself, okay? But don't go and just... To say to someone straight up, you know, you're doing this wrong, you should be doing this, um, you know, what are you doing, okay? Because that is intimidating and it does suck to hear that and it's not helping that person, okay? We're, we're trying to help each other out. We want everyone in the gym to be achieving their goals, okay? So be polite and be respectful. Next thing on the list is putting your weights away and I'm sure anyone that's listening that um, is coming to the gym and is looking for a pair of dumbbells and they have no idea where they are or there's one on the rack but the other one can't be found. Maybe we've got some gym owners that are listening that are sick of finishing every single day by having to pack up everyone's weights. It's just put your weights away after you use them. If, If you are able to get the weights off the rack to use for your exercise, then you are able to put those weights back on the rack after your exercise. And keep in mind there's other people in the gym. You're not you're not the only one in the gym. 
Okay, you are not the only one using the gym. So it's just polite um, and it's respectful to be putting your weights away. So then when the next person goes to use it, they can use it. Or if, for example, you're doing just a a random example here, you're doing a bench press and you've just done 100 kilos, okay? So you've got a couple of plates either side of the bench press and then someone comes up to the bench press and wants to use it who is not that strong. Okay, they, they, they're uh, a lot less advanced than you. They might be at a beginner stage and maybe, maybe in the gym for the first day. They're probably not even going to do the exercise because one, they may not be able to get the weights off and two, they may just be intimidated by the fact that there's weights on, on the barbell that they're trying to use and, the, and they're too scared to ask someone else to help them get it off or help them with the weight. Okay, so once you finish your exercise, make sure you put your weights away. Again, it seems like common sense but not enough people do it couple more on the list before we move on to this week's social media questions of the week now the next one is just to be respectful of other people's space so if you're doing your own session and you've decided to set up a mini circuit or if you've set up your little area and there's other people around you trying to work out it might be in peak time it may be during the middle of the day it could be whenever just be respectful of other people's space, okay? And the same thing goes if someone else has set up a little circuit. So, you know, someone may have set up a couple of exercises next to each other that they needed a little bit more space, so they've taken up a, a bit of space to do their workout. Be respectful of that. If you need to do an exercise that's near them, just politely approach them and say, hey, I'm just going to do an exercise over here. Am I going to be in your way? Or do you mind if I do my exercise here? Is that going to uh, get in, in the way of your workout? And most of the time, you know, if, if it is going to get in the way, then cool. They'll probably tell you and you know then you can go and do your exercise somewhere else or just say, let me know when you're done and I'll come back and do mine. Um, if it's not in the way, then cool. You've just, you've just kind of interacted with someone else in the gym. And again, you've just been polite and you've shown respect, which you would do which I would hope you would do in everyday life so I don't see how being in the gym is any different. The next thing, and this is completely up to you. Honestly, this is 100% up to you, but uh, it just doesn't happen enough in the gym for whatever reason. People may be stressed, people may be focused, they may be just wanting to get their workout done, but I think this is a big one and and, uh, I just want to say feel free to smile because not enough people do in the gym and if you're training hard and you're you're in a lot of pain or you know you're you're pretty buggered and fatigued obviously you're not going to be walking around with a grin ear to ear um showing everybody how happy you are that you just did a set of 20 on squats but feel free to smile when someone looks at you you know give them give them a smile say good day be polite to other people in the gym just as you would in the streets in your workplace whatever it may be because a lot of the time you'll be in the gym and you look around at everybody that's in their training and they just look like they're miserable and no one's really approachable. And, and this 100% specifically goes for trainers, okay? If you're a trainer, you're a gym instructor, you work at the gym, you're a staff, make yourself approachable. Smile, um, be polite, introduce yourself to other people and make sure that if someone needs your help, needs your help or just wants to chat or wants to say good day, that you are approachable. And obviously, there's a time and place for a chat. If you're you know, mid-workout and you've got your headphones on, you don't want to be talking to people, you can still smile and say good day to someone okay, without having to sit there and have a chat and slow your workout down. Now, last thing, again, is completely up to you, but the, the benefits of doing this, uh, my, I've done this myself and I've, I've put it in my daily emails and the feedback I've got has been great and that is just to say something nice to someone else or give someone else a compliment and be polite. If you see someone that's in the gym, every time you're at the gym and you've noticed that they've improved or you notice they're looking good or they're, they're training well, 
go and tell them. Go and say, hey, you're looking fantastic. It looks like you've uh, you've you've dropped a bit of body fat, or maybe it looks like you've put on a bit of muscle. Or you're a lot stronger now than what you were a few weeks ago. Because that small compliment, that one little thing where you've approached someone else and given them that compliment could mean the absolute world to them. It could be the motivation they need to keep pushing and achieve their goals. That that may have been the day where they've had a shit day at work. Their, their motivation starting to drop off. They feel like they're not seeing results. And then for you to come up and give them that compliment and give them that that motivation and the confidence, uh, that bit of an energy boost to keep going, that could be the difference between them giving up on their goals or achieving them. So that is that's that's something that I that I find can be extremely beneficial, and it feels good as well to tell other people. And you know, you may even find that they will then give you a compliment. And it, and it shouldn't be about that. It's not about you getting something back or getting something in return. It's just about making sure that you're making other people aware of the fact that they're doing well. Even if you can't notice something, and this this might sound a little bit bad, but even if you can't notice something that's changed or they haven't actually improved their training, just go and say something nice and just say, hey, I was watching you do that exercise before. Your form is really good. Something as simple as that can go a long way. Okay, guys, so that is my list of gym etiquette. And I would absolutely love if you have some other ones that I could add to that. So... Like I said, take a screenshot of this episode, post it on your social media, um, send me a DM, send me a message, an email, or, or put it on your um, on your Instagram story when you post the, the screenshot of this episode and tell me some more that I can add to this list. But I hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. Now make sure you hang around while I get stuck into this week's social media questions of the week. All right, guys, this week's social media questions of the week are going to be quick fire. I'm going to answer them as quickly as possible, but still in the best way that I can. So question number one was from Rebecca Said. Now, again, I'm hoping that I've pronounced your name right, Rebecca, but her question was, uh, is sweat a good indicator of how hard you work? Now, this is a question I get a lot, and people also ask whether or not uh, you need to be sweating or whether it's a good thing to sweat in terms of losing body fat or whether you lose more body fat when you sweat. Now, sweat can be a good indicator of whether or not you're working hard enough because your heart rate is going to be elevated, you're sweating a bit, you know, you're putting in a lot of work and the intensity is going to be up. But that does not mean that you're burning more fat if you are sweating more, okay? Because some people sweat excessively, some people barely sweat at all and they look fantastic, okay? So sweat is not an indicator of fat loss, but it can be a fantastic indicator of how hard you're working. Um, but as I said, it is kind of individual or personalized, I guess, because in a way, some people, you know, you have some people who just sweat in a warm-up. It's just how they are. It doesn't mean they're unfit. doesn't mean they've got high body fat percentage. It doesn't mean they've got low body fat percentage. Just genetically, they sweat a lot. But as I said, there's other people like, when I train, I barely sweat. When I stop training, I sweat a fair bit but it doesn't necessarily mean that I've burnt more energy or less energy than someone else that's training at the same time. So that is question number one of this week's social media questions of the week. The next question was from Alex Norrocki, and uh, Al is a great friend of mine. So his question was, I try meditating at night before going to sleep, but I end up falling asleep halfway through. Any tips or tricks for getting the most out of meditation? And how long should you meditate for? I feel 5 to 10 minutes doesn't do much, but maybe it's something I need to get used to with repetition and consistency. So for those of you that have been tuned into the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast for a while now, you'll know that I have got into meditation over the past 12 to 18 months. and I absolutely love it and I would highly recommend it in terms of mindfulness, in terms of reducing stress, for sleeping better, for feeling much better about yourself and also achieving your goals. Now, Al... 
I would not recommend, especially if you're just starting meditation, to start trying to get into it by doing it at night before you go to sleep because I'm the same. I'll do it now and I'll fall asleep straight away. Like literally as soon as my head hits the pillow, I basically fall asleep. Um, keep in mind that meditation before you sleep can be a great way to wind down, especially if you're someone that has trouble with sleeping. But if you are just starting out, then I would highly recommend doing your meditation first thing in the morning or in the middle of the day, depending on what suits you best. And five to 10 minutes is fine. Um, like I, I now sometimes only meditate between three and five minutes if every now and then, if it's in the afternoon and I want to break up my day or if it's in the morning and I'm running late, then I might not meditate as long. Whereas other times I'll meditate between 10 and 20 minutes and it just, it just chops and changes. I think as long as you're getting that daily meditation regardless of whether it's three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, you're going to get the benefits from it. And initially when you're starting to learn it, when you're starting to get used to it and you're trying to make it a habit, I think you just need to do it daily. It doesn't matter how long it is. Just make sure you're ticking that box and really start to figure out what conditions, what length, um, what type of meditation works best for you. And over time, you're going to get the hang of it and it's all going to start to click and um, you'll, you'll really start to see the benefits from it. So that's that's my recommendation for meditation. Obviously, I'm not an expert in that area and I would love to chat to someone on the show about meditation. So if anyone listening does know someone who I guess is an expert in that field, um, I would love to chat to them. So send me an email. The last question, and I'm not actually 100% sure who this was. Oh, no, it was from... One of my clients, Simon, um, so he said, does your strength slash fitness routine change when you go on a holiday or is there no difference in your mind if you're on holiday or not? Now, this depends where you are holidaying, what the purpose of the holiday is uh, and also what kind of phase, I guess, you are in your current um, your training program, your training routine. For me, when I go on holidays, I just love training. So I, I just train regardless of where I am, um, how long the holiday is for, whether it's international, whether it's interstate, whatever it may be, I just like to train. But if the purpose of that trip is to get some downtime or you don't have access to a gym or you just want to take a step away from the gym, then that's cool. That's fine. You want to reduce your training load. That is great to give your body a bit of a reset and you don't need to feel bad about that. You should not feel bad about that um, because you know, as long as you are maintaining your fitness, maintaining your strength, uh, and even if you're not training at all, to be perfectly honest, when you go away, you just want that complete break, that is fine because you're going to pick it up again pretty quickly. But my recommendation would always be to try and, let's say, for example, you're away for a week. Um, the minimum, I would say, is one to two sessions per week. If you're really not wanting to do much at all, uh, make sure those sessions are high intensity. You're trying to get in some form of strength training covering all areas of the body. So I would go full body sessions uh, and getting your heart rate up. So you're really making your body work um, at a high intensity for that period of time. And then, and then you're resting, you're recovering in between. But this is very personal, um, Simon, in terms of what your choice is when you go away. As I said, for me, I like to do it every single, like my normal training routine, I just stick to it as long as I can get access to a gym. If I can't, I'll change up my workouts and still get moving because it just makes me feel good. So if you know physically you need a break and mentally you're going to be cool with training less, then take a break. If you know that you're in a good routine, you don't necessarily need a physical break and mentally training makes you feel great, makes you feel really good about yourself and enjoy the rest of your day and just feel healthy, 
then keep it up. There's no reason to change. It, it all depends on, on what your current goal is and how it's going to make you feel. Um, I guess that's my advice, and I hope that's helped you in some way there, Simon. But guys, I hope the answers to these three social media questions of the week has helped you in some way. Make sure you send through your questions if you have any, and I'd just like to thank you for tuning in to today's show. I really do appreciate you uh, giving me your attention today, and I hope you've taken some value from the episode. Make sure you subscribe to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast if you haven't already. Hit that hit that subscribe button. Also, leave a review and a rating if you would like to. Hope you're having a fantastic day, a fantastic week, and I can't wait to chat to you again in the next episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast.